This is the BSN Denver Buffs Podcast. Powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. No, 40, 45, 50, 40, 35, breaking away. Two tackles to beat Bill Lindsay. 10, 5, touchdown, Colorado. You're my dream. I don't know, but I started calling him Mike Mack and Cryer. Yeah, How does I'm he find love you, at the Walrus? You know. You can't find love at Rihanna the Walrus. Rihanna said you can. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Stop. No, I've never been mad before. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Koenigsberg, Jake Shapiro, and Ali Monroy. Step one, be attractive. Step two, don't be under- Welcome into the draft edition of the BSN Buffs podcast. It's Jake Shapiro, Ryan Koningsberg, no Ali Monroy. Uh, she is banned from all drafting. Uh, we've established this very, <laughs> very uh, long ago. But Ryan and I just finished drafting up the show. It's a little drafty here in the Blake Street Tavern. We're both drinking draft beers here at the Blake Street Tavern. So we thought we would draft which podcast topic we would talk about first. On the draft podcast. Yes. Uh, because there is the draft, well, I guess it would be today, because Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So whatever day you're listening to it, there is a draft. Never an off-season. Never an off-season here on the VSFOS podcast. Also, uh, I once enrolled in the draft. You had to do that at one point, too, because you are an American male over the age of 18. I hope I did it. You're, you'd be, you could go to federal jail if you didn't. <laughs> exactly. I don't necessarily remember doing that. You, but hey. To enroll in CU, you have to enroll in the draft. Okay. So. Well. Uh, I must have drafted up a nice little uh, draft application. You <laughs> must have done that. So, Ryan, uh, I'll give you the first pick of the draft podcast, Topics Draft. Uh, which <laughs> which topic <laughs> are you going to draft for us to talk about draft-related-wise <laughs> for us? Uh, with the first pick in the draft draft on the draft podcast, I would like to select NFL Draft uh general discussion regarding the buffs all right so the buffs are obviously going to the draft and going to be drafted cheeto's going to go in the first round that's almost certain we talked about it a little bit last week but uh ryan you're tuned in at the valley literally uh i guess you're not tuned in and no one's really going to be tuned in the way espn's going ayo uh but you're down there almost every day uh any update to the status of the non-Cheeto guys and maybe them going up or down around since we talked about this time last week? You know, the, the person I've been really curious about is Josh Tupo, and I've asked around a bit because I think Josh Tupo is, is a legit NFL player. Um, but I don't know if NFL teams are as in tune with that. And so that was the guy I was really curious about. But it does to me sound like there's some legit interest out there uh, in Josh Tupo later in the draft I just think there's always going to be a chance that you know late in the draft it's all about kind of hoping you get a a gem and with a guy like Josh Tupo he reminds me a lot of Kyle Pecco who's on the Broncos right now who came out of Oregon State out of the Pac-12 a year before 
to me, he was a guy that should have been drafted, and, and that's why the Broncos wanted him more than anyone when free agency opened right after the draft. And so I think Tupo could end up in that situation, which in all honesty is not a bad situation. When you're a guy like that, Pecco. We, we've heard in the past that it's almost better to go unsigned than be drafted in the sixth or seventh in round. In the seventh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the signing bonuses are about the same. Um, you go wherever you want. So there's a lot of advantages to it. Um, but either way, Josh Tupo, I think, is going to get a, a really good chance. And like you saw for Kyle Pecco, at the end of last season, he got called up for the last game, got a nice big check for being on the active roster, and he's back in camp this year. So he'll have a good shot. Um, Tedrick, another guy, late rounds. But in the end, it really comes down to do teams think that they can get a great player at that spot? Because if not, if you're just a really good college player that they don't think, you know, oh, maybe he didn't get enough playing time to prove he's raw or not, whatever. I think they have a better chance of going after the draft. Jimmy Gilbert, another guy. Uh, there's going to be a lot of buffs in NFL camps, that's for sure. But in terms of locks, you've got Cheeto and Akello are the two true locks to go. We touched on Cepho last week, but you're the uh, insider Cepho scoop guy. Uh, I think you know more about Cepho, and you literally should just have your Twitter brand be inside Cepho scoops. Uh, what uh, Any news on Cepho, uh, the beloved quarterback of the Colorado Buffaloes to some and hated to others for some reason that is still mind-blowing to me? It's always going to be haters, I suppose. Yeah, um, if, the, if I guess I guess that's the lesson in all of this. If Cephalufa did what Cephalufa did and still has haters, no matter what you do in life, you're going to have haters. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could turn around a team for that was uh, in the gutter for 10 years and still have people out there that hate you. But I th- think he's going undrafted. Uh, at this point, it doesn't sound like he's going to hear his name called. So we can't talk about him on the BSN Bus Draft Podcast. Exactly. No, but uh, for Cepho, it's it's a lot of, you know, he, he doesn't have a huge arm. Uh, he has a, a good arm, but he's not a guy who's making those gunslinger passes. I mean, you get it this way. If you could do it all over again, would you rather Davis Webb have come to see you last year or would you roll with Cepho? Personally, I know I would, I would continue to roll with Cepho, um, but – Davis Webb, who had a, a pretty solid season out in Cal, is all of a sudden getting first-round buzz. First-round buzz for Davis Webb. I, he's a good player. I, I Maybe is a, can end up being a serviceable NFL quarterback. But it's just so different. What they want to see is velocity on the ball. They want to see all this and that. Sefo Lufau is just a really good football player. And that doesn't always translate into NFL front offices. You know, I'm a baseball guy, and I've talked to a lot of baseball players in my time covering baseball. And one thing I find really interesting in pitchers, uh, we stress how important velocity is and guys that throw 100 miles an hour and whatnot. When you talk to the players that play, yeah, 100 miles an hour is tough to hit, but it's the pitchers that can pitch that are good. It doesn't matter how hard they throw. It's the guys that can pitch. If you throw 92, like Clayton Kershaw, his max fastball is 93 miles an hour. He's the best pitcher maybe in the history of Major League Baseball. He does Ooh. not throw 100 miles an hour, or all this Chapman does. He's a great closer, but there's a couple other guys that throw 100 miles an hour, including guys within the Rockies organization that you've never heard of. And what my point is is that why do football teams 
give a hell or in our case baseball team same thing about velocity when there are guys that are proven players that can play at the game and I'm not saying Cepho necessarily fits into this category because I don't think he profiles that well for the NFL but there are certain guys that just dominate the college level that you know are going to be able to step up into the NFL and, and be able to play maybe not be the best but are going to be able to play that don't have that whatever mile per hour velocity that they're looking for on their th tosses here's what the issue is is you're not only trying to find out if a guy can play but you're trying to find out if a guy can translate to the NFL level. And I think that's a little bit different with baseball because 100 miles an hour, you know, in double A is the same as 100 miles an hour in the bigs. It's more about, you know, are you hittable? But for these guys, they're trying to figure out, okay, well, is, is what he did well in college going to translate to what he's doing well at the NFL level? And the windows are so tight in the NFL in terms of completing passes that you have to have more velocity on your balls to hit those windows. It's not one of those things where you can just kind of dink and dunk your way through. And especially in college, all the college offenses are designed now to get easy yards. And you saw Sefo have a lot of success just flipping the ball out to Phil Lindsay in, in open space last year. That kind of stuff doesn't work in the NFL. You can't just get guys out into space and send them out there on linebackers because a guy like Von Miller is going to get out there just as fast and, and run you down. So... For NFL teams, they're trying to decide, okay, is he going to be able to throw the ball through these teeny windows that you need in the NFL? I mean, you look at the throws that guys like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers make, Sefa Lufa will just never be able to make those, and it's really hard to compare anyone to those two guys. But, but Sefa can't even make some of the throws that Steven makes. In exactly. And Steven, while still very raw, projects way better as an NFL prospect, and he does have that velocity on his ball. So it's not all about velocity, but it's about trying to decide, okay, well, he made, all the, he made that throw in college, but if he threw it that exact same way, that's not working at this level. Got it. Uh, you know, sidebar on the draft, uh, and we talked about it a little bit last week, but how good it is for the program that they're getting this attention at the draft. Uh, ran into one of the guys, uh, football players, that will be back next year in Boulder, uh, who's very, very excited for his chance to possibly be drafted. Uh, next year he's really looking forward to it and it's one of his goals you know like he's win football games take the buffs to a bowl game and then nfl draft those are like his goals or whatever uh, and uh, one of the football players okay and i i would say his name but the part this is the part of the story which i can't say his name because so anyways run into him at the club and uh <laughs> he is he's dancing a little bit and i go up to him i'm like buddy those are not NFL draft-worthy moves. Uh, you're gonna have to work on those. And this is coming from a five-foot-three Jewish guy. So if the five-foot-three Jewish guy recognizes that your moves on the floor are not NFL-worthy, you better work on your dance moves. I have so many thoughts on who this might be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I realize you can tell me off the air in like two minutes. If we actually, I could just tell you to pause it and tell me right now, but I won't. <laughs> okay. Well, hey. Anyways, this guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I think it's the time to draft our next topic here on the BSN Buffs Draft Podcast. And the draft topic that I will draft is George King declaring for the NBA draft. Oh, a nice little non-football draft uh, mention there. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Uh, kind of out of left field, George King uh, declaring. He's without an agent. It's 95% chance that he's going to be back because uh, what grade he receives or he's going to find out he's not going to get drafted. Uh, but 
I was pretty shocked to find this out. I actually was talking to George the other day, and he didn't mention this. Uh, Ryan, I bet you were shocked a little bit, too, to find this, because it, it doesn't really make sense either. No, but this is the first time it's happened for a CU player. This happens all across the nation every year. These guys just kind of want to know. Um, you know, maybe uh, they do this, and a team calls them and says, hey, we're in love with you. We're going to take you with our second-round pick. So, you know, declare. Now, as we've learned, second-round picks in the NBA aren't guaranteed anything, and we've seen Spencer Dinwiddie, one of the best buffs in history, claw and scratch his way to stay in the league. So there's a lo- the NBA draft is so weird to me uh, because it's so small, and there's so many great basketball players who aren't getting a chance like that. But uh, with George, I think it's just that it's simply that, you know, to be honest, I think if he would have declared last year, he might have had a lot of more buzz around uh, his name. As Harrison pointed out, he's 23 years old. NBA teams hate that. There's so many little variables for NBA teams. But, hey, he's going to go. He's not going to hire an agent. He's going to hear back, and there's a 99% chance he'll be back in black and gold next year. You know what I find interesting about this situation with – George is the way it was kind of handled. Will mentioned it on Twitter, and I thought back about it. Uh, Will pointed it out, and he said that in the past when guys had declared early, CU had let people know first, and then the guy would let them let everyone know. The way this was was kind of handled was a little bit odd that we just kind of found out via the list being released and not CU going, yeah, George King's going to test the waters. Because it's really not a bad thing. Like, worst possible outcome is you lose George and he gets drafted in the NBA which is a great outcome for CU. Um, best possible outcome is he's on your team next year, he shows out, and he gets drafted. Yeah. You know, like there isn't, there isn't really a bad scenario there for CU. Uh, so that was a little bit curious to me. And, uh, you know, I saw a take from some CSU guys about this. So hold on to your butts for a second because this was a take. Never start a sentence with I saw some takes from some CSU guys Oh, on my this God. Dude, so we've talked about it. A bunch on this uh and for anyone that's kind of new to the program uh they know how keen ryan and i are on living your dream and getting paid to place uh getting paid six figures to play sports overseas like that's literally ryan and i's dream i think um so csu beat writers are kind of going uh and i think this was about king is like if you declare for the draft and you're not getting drafted like you're gonna have an unsuccessful career why do that when you when you uh could get your degree and whatnot. I think George might already have his degree because he's been in school for four years because he's a redshirt junior. Uh, so that's out of it. But George, uh, a little bit different of a case because he can come back. But Josh last year, Josh is having a hell of a time. I'd, oh, yeah. ki- I'd kill to do what he's doing. And to say that he's not having a su- successful pro career, that's, that's bullshit. You know, maybe Josh, obviously Josh has dreamed to play for the NBA and Mine would be, too, if I was in that situation. But to say Josh can't be successful without making the NBA is, I mean, Askia Booker, you can even say, is having a successful pro career. He's been great in the D-League. Yeah, I mean, it's for, if it's me, I'm, I'd rather take Josh Scott's position than Askia's. Um, the D-League, you don't make six figures at all. But a lot of guys think it gives them a better chance to be close uh, to NBA scouts all the time. Right, like Spencer, because he was around and he's not locked into a contract in Europe, got called up by the Bulls this year. Exactly. So there's a couple ways about doing it. 
um, Marcus Hall, who obviously is playing again uh, for the TBT team, and maybe we can talk about that at the end of the show. They're putting together a really cool They're roster. They're drafting a great roster. Yes, they are. Uh, but Marcus Hall told me flat out, like, the difference is, is staggering. Playing in the D League, it's not enough money to put food on the table for your family, which he has. Uh, whereas playing overseas is plenty. But you have to be okay with playing in places like... I thought Askia was married. <laughs> wow. Uh, I think he was telling me he was playing somewhere in like Turkey, and it was really weird, and it was hard for him to adjust to the culture. So there's pros and cons. Um, but where's Josh playing again? I always forget. Uh, Macedonia. Macedonia, right. Isn't that where like dragons are from or something? That, that was the first time I had heard of Macedonia since... like <laughs> when, jo- when I heard that Josh got was going to Macedonia, I was like... Wait, that's still a place? Yeah, I thought that was like one of those like early medieval. Yeah, right. like, <laughs> like isn't the... there like a um something called like the Knights of Macedonia? Maybe, maybe it's, it sounds like an indie band. Oh, that's a Muse song. See, according yeah, to Drew Rockies guy. Yeah. See, I was saying it's an indie band or something. <laughs> Knights of Sidonia. Knights of Sidonia. Yeah. Wait, okay. no, wait. You got to look that up. And then there's that place above Greece uh, that I always get. I'm like, that place still exists. Anywhere around Greece, for the most part, uh, anything that could have been referenced by Homer in the Iliad or the Odyssey, I'm just like, wait, that's still a place? Like, if if you had Greek gods living where you're playing basketball. It is Knights of Sidonia, not Knights of Macedonia. Maybe it's like a play on it. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Jake and Ryan do geography again. <laughs> Macedonia. It's just a lot of Sidonias. Macedonia. God. Uh, so, yeah, George is going to come back. Uh, Naaman Wright uh, and George are going to be the two stars of the basketball team uh, in terms of production. Dom obviously back, Tori back. Uh, but what I will say about Naaman Wright is I have heard that he's getting back to healthy. Uh, in which is, you know, a lot of people talk about what Derek learned in the year he had off. Uh, Naaman was hurt the entire time. So I don't know what Naaman Wright's going to look like because I saw him before his injury and he looked like he could ball. But when you stop playing basketball for an entire year, it's going to be tough for Naaman. I'm a little concerned because I haven't heard his name in a while. Uh, but that's not I mean, I haven't say. seen anything written about him either. <laughs> It's not right or wrong, but it's, you know, in all honesty, like aside from the jokes, I honestly haven't heard his name in a while. Uh, and I that's, haven't as he's seen him either. When you talk about Derek White, like every single time I talk to anyone about CU basketball, even during the season where he was sitting out, it was like Derek White, Derek White, Derek White, like Derek even White, Tad, Derek White. You'd go, like, Tad, what do you think this team could do better? Like three-point shooting He's like, if we had Derek White. Right, exactly. So it's – it's interesting that you haven't heard much about him, but that's because he's been injured. And so you don't have these players that are getting cooked by him every day like they were by Derek White, saying, like, oh, my God, this guy's really good. He keeps beating us all, like, making us all look bad. Derek White would play whoever they needed him to. Like, if they wanted him to play Caleb Tarzuski, he could do a good job of it, and he would just back down Josh Scott and shoot hook shots. Like, he would do whatever they wanted and score no matter what. So I don't know, I don't know what the deal is with Naaman, but – uh, you know, hopefully you see his name in the record books when, when all is said and done. 
on to the next topic on the or, or the next pick of the VSN Buffs Draft Podcast, all about drafts. Ryan, uh, it's your pick. What are you What are you going to have? I'm going to pick the draft draft. What is that? <laughs> In which we draft the available drafts at the Blake Street Tavern. All right, so you have the first pick in the draft draft. Which, which draft are you going to pick in the draft draft? With my second pick in the draft draft, I pick the draft draft. And with my first pick in the draft draft. The draft 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 draft. <laughs> in the draft 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 draft. <laughs> uh, I would like to pick oh, a lot of really good options here. It's the Blake Street Tavern, like you didn't mention yet, but I was trying to get you to mention that we're at the Blake Street Tavern. I said Tavern. It, I said oh, okay, we draft good, good, the good, drafts good. at the Blake Street Tavern. Okay, good, good, good. Um, we have to do advertising. P.S. I am going to, with my first pick, maybe take some flack for this, but I'm going to go with a classic in out of Longmont, Colorado, Dale's Pale Ale. See, you know, see, you knew because you know Dale's is my favorite. So, I'm gonna go out of Longmont, Colorado, also out of Oscar Blues, Mama's Little Yella. That was that was my one-two right there. I, I mean, so I just get, depends on the mood I'm in. Like, am I trying to get more drunk more fast, or am I trying to be able to drink more beers longer? I'm in college, so you know the answer <laughs> for me. You're over the hump at 25, and you're washed, so we know the answer That's for true. you. It's true. It's true. Are we? <laughs> Drew told me to go to hell. <laughs> Live okay. audience today. Um, but don't – it's a snake. This is the problem I have oh, with okay, Neil's article. Fine. You do. You have to do a snake draft if you're doing a draft. Um, you handed me the draft list. Well, you wanted it. The big board. The big board. <laughs> the big board. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. This one's a good one. With the second pick of the draft, 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 draft. Or the, my second pick and the third pick overall in the draft, 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 draft. I will take out of Chicago, Illinois, a Goose Island IPA. Nice. Uh, speaking of Chicago, Illinois, Von was Von Miller today was talking about his um, his team at Von's Vision, which is his charity, and he is he was trying to say I I don't know if he was trying to say they're the eighty five Bears or the ninety five Bulls, but he said they were the eighty five Bulls, which is <laughs> a completely obscure <laughs> team. The eighty five Bulls, yeah, that one with Gar Foreman, really good team. I thought it was really St- funny, but. I'm Michael Jor- well, you know what? It was Michael Jordan's rookie year, and George Gervin was on that team. It was George Gervin's last year. So maybe he's saying they were like they were the ice. They man. got some young guys who were really good and some like veteran washed dudes. <laughs> I don't know, but it was really funny. I was like, did he mean the '85 Bears or the '95 Bulls? <laughs> uh, anyways, the fourth overall pick. I would like to take. Thank God it wasn't the '95 Bo- Bears, though. Like, oh. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I'm going to throw one in there for Will because I know this is his favorite. Actually, no. No, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Stop. we got to stop doing things for Will on this podcast. <laughs> but I like this beer, too. The Lagunitas IPA. Really strong beer here. The text I woke up to. In multiple to, ways. Is that what you're drinking? Yeah. That's what Drew's drinking right now. The text I woke up to this afternoon. Yes, I woke up in the afternoon because I was covering a Rockies game till 2 in the morning. So, yes. Um, I woke up in the afternoon. Uh, the text Ryan and I got this morning from Will, uh, where is this? Um, impending death, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine crying faces, 
Jake at his finest. What was the impending death? Well, no, because I opened up the podcast last week. Welcome to the BSM Buffs podcast. We, yes, we have one more before we die. Oh, with heat, the terrible, asteroid or whatever. Yeah, terrible heat okay, death. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, well, I think that That's wraps up the draft draft. Well, the draft. Two beers each? We've got to get three beers each. Okay. Well, you get. Well, it's uh, your pick because it's, it's pick. again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Are we going to have to list out all the draft picks in the draft? Probably. On a post? Ah. Hmm. Are you keeping it Colorado or? I think so. You know, I'm, I'm probably going to catch some flack for this. That's what you said about the first beer. But it's really good. Like it's a great beer when the warm gets when the weather gets warm. Uh, Breckenridge Brewery Mango Mosaic. Okay. Well, it is nice. I'll say my favorite beer I've ever had was a dad and dude's like peach ale or something. So like I'm with you on like those like fruity the, beers sometimes. Right. I mean, and like the summers for sure. You um, also were a big Bud Light Lime guy. I was just about to say before I, before we really became friends. Like that's probably your greatest contribution to me as my friend is getting me off of Bud Light Lime. Like you've done a lot of but things I also for me. Like, helped contribute to you being on Bud Light Lime for a while. In ways, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. You know, Ryan, what are my two favorite beers that I have not drafted so far? Both both just because of the brands. Kurs? Kurs, and then what's the other one? I don't know. Shock Top Man. Oh my god. Any of our friends listening to this, Shock Top Man. Uh, yes, I go around saying things in Shock Top Man voice. I imagine what the Shock Top Man sounds like and say things in this really Weird voice. Anyways, so I take Shock Top. Uh, let us know your favorite draft beers here at the Blake Street Tavern. Stop on in uh, on the corner of 22nd and Park. It is the best sports bar in America, not just Denver anymore. Uh, that's how good the sports bar is. Uh, and we will move on to the next draft of the BSN Buffs draft. Draft. Draft podcast. Um, I forgot how many drafts in we are in. We're not even dra- We are not even any drafts in at this point. But... We are two drafts in in this podcast. <laughs> um, <Wow>. Anyways, <laughs> we saw on CBuffs.com they have an article today about uh, which uh, they did a mock draft of the all-time CU players, and Ryan and I thought we would. What makes it a mock draft? Like, why, right? why isn't it just, just a regular, a regular draft? draft. <laughs> And also, like, this is the problem I have with it. Like, it's a cool article and, like, whatever. But how do you not do a snake draft? Like, Neil ends up with the best team because he has the first pick every round. He didn't, though. That's, that's, but, like, that, that's that says more. That says more. <laughs> like, Lance, like, Lance ended up with a great team. Lance had the best team. Lance, like, the ba- Alfred Williams, uh, Curtis Nate had a good team, too. Curtis, Curtis, I think Neil might have ended team. up having the worst team. <laughs> that speaks volumes. I'm sure he would have a great defense for why. I like how they have the Team Dave Platty supplementary draft at the end. Have you seen that? I'm surprised it wasn't like random players that he put on, random like characters that he put on the injury report this season. That was that that was cool for a week. Yeah, it went on for too long. Anyways, uh, actually, no, it was never cool. I thought we established that on this podcast. (laughs) Oh right, me and you like me and you like like looked at. Me and you texted each other when it first came out. We're like, all right, that's kind of cute. And then, like, it got national media attention, and we're just like. It was on, like, they led SportsCenter with it, I'm yeah. pretty sure. They're like, Daffy Duck's out for the CU Buffs this week. Uh-huh. He doesn't even play there. <laughs> I was so confused. 
<laughs> just like, what? Like, that almost seems like it was a fever dream. All right, well, I'm going to have the first pick here in this draft. Uh, and with the first pick of the CU Buffs draft and the BSN Buffs draft podcast, I am going to take, uh, for my mind, maybe the greatest football career uh, both at CU and then in the NFL. Well, we have to establish that. Is this – Is this? are we drafting for CU players or are we drafting for best football careers? I think we're drafting best football careers. So both at CU and in the NFL. Um Right, it's like the Basketball Hall of Fame. Or like, so we're doing like the Football Hall of Fame, like which guys we would rank, which guys would be first if we were drafting that. So uh, I think this guy had the best football career, and he's still involved in football in the state. Uh, I'm going to go with Alfred Williams. That's a pretty legit pick. Um, Alfred, By the way, probably the best to me in terms of his career in the NFL. Uh, of course, one Super Bowl with the Broncos. And I know I make fun of the fan all the time for being, like, non-stop Broncos, especially because I cover the Rockies. But the drive is legitimately good radio. Like, Alfred's really funny. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, like, it's He and great. D-Mac, like, they should be so different. One's, like, a huge football player, and one's a tiny little, like, kind of, like, re- like I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but just, like, scrappy, scrappy little white guy. And somehow they're, like... They kind of are alike in a lot of ways, and like they have this great rapport, and it's fan- it's truly fantastic. Um, with my first pick, I'm gonna have to go to probably the best athlete in the history of CU, no doubt. I know, uh, what you're and say. that's Wizard White. Yeah. <clears throat> what you need to know about what he did for CU is that he played halfback, quarterback, defensive back, and kicker. Didn't he punt for, too for the Buffs? Kicker and some punting. Uh, he was a 400 hitter on the baseball team. And he also played on the basketball team. And he was a Supreme Court justice later yeah. in his life. So, um, that's pretty legit life. Right, exactly. He led um, the league the Buffs were in back then in rushing, scoring, total offense, all-purpose rushing. And then when he went into the league, he was drafted fourth overall. That's the highest... I, can't remember where Alfred went in the draft, but I believe that's the highest anyone's gone. Um, he led the he led the NFL in rushing uh, as a rookie, and became the league's highest played player as a rookie. Then he just decided to go to Oxford because that's the things that happened way back then. Uh, then he came back and led the league in rushing again. So you get you get the point. He's the greatest athlete to ever be involved with CU, at least for what happened in his life. Oh, and yeah, then, of course, he went on to become a Supreme Court justice. Like, no big deal. <laughs> like, that was a sidebar in his life as relevant to this podcast. Um, uh, with your next pick, your next pick, because it's a snake, because that's how you do a draft. A lot of shade being thrown. I'm just, like, come on. Has anyone, have any, these guys have been, played fantasy football before? I've played fantasy football with some of these guys. Um... I am going to take uh, Nate Solder. Ooh, good one. I'm going to go right back with another Super Bowl champion, Dick Anderson. Poor high school choice. Great high school choice. Poor high school choice. I think that was the prime years of the Panther. Well, he didn't have a choice, I don't think, because that was before Fairview. So, 68, because Fairview was like 70, wasn't it like 70? Something like that. So, yeah, he didn't have a choice. We could have gone to Monarch, maybe. I don't know. 
Uh, no, Vista. Monarch was like in the 2000s. It was established. He could have gone to Old Vista. <laughs> um, uh, I get the next pick. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, one of my favorite buffs to watch uh, ever. Didn't have quite the prolific NFL career, but he was prolific for CU. Jordan Dizon. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. And also, like Al, still involved with the NFL. He's an advanced, or I don't know if he's a scout a regional scout for the Broncos. Um, I actually just saw him in the parking lot yesterday. Really nice guy. Talked to him a little bit more at the Combine. Buffs are everywhere at the Broncos now. And all of you uh, you buff lover Bronco haters are, might have to change your tune a little bit. I'm having a hard time with that because, like, I'm not, like, as you know, like, I'm not a Broncos guy. I'm, I grew up a Bears fan. Uh, and, like, I'm constantly trying to get media attention here for the teams I cover. So, like, it's not that I dislike the Broncos. It's just, like, it's kind of hard to fit in them with the market, but I keep having to write these CU Broncos-related stories. Yeah, so a lot of Bronco influence around here. Um, I'm going to keep bolstering up the offensive line because this draft doesn't matter. I could draft five offensive linemen, and it wouldn't make any difference. <laughs> so Isn't that what John Elway should do? John Elway needs to draft. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andre Girard. Um, yes. One of the better NFL-length careers from a buff. He uh, – was just a solid offensive lineman for a long time. You got one more in a row here. Hmm. Oh, I like a lot of these guys. Oh, I'll take Chad Brown. Ooh, I knew you were going to take Chad Brown. So that's five for you, right? No. I had Wizer, Solder, Gerard, Chad Brown. Okay, so Why do I've... people keep tripping on the stairs here at the Blake Street Tavern? I just saw two people do yeah. it in like a minute. Oh, man, that's bad. Uh, so yeah, exactly. I've taken Alfred, Dick Anderson, and uh, Jordan Dizon. Yep. With my fourth pick, I am going to take Jimmy Smith. See, that's who I was between. It was between Jimmy and Chad for me. And uh, then with my last pick, I am going to take uh, someone – who I am currently reading the list, so <laughs> I am gonna go with someone that did not have a good NFL career by any stretch, but he is maybe the greatest football player to play at CU. If you're going strictly football player and prolific seasons, I'm gonna go with Rashawn Salam. Well, he got a Heisman winner, right? He won the best award out of any of the players we've drafted. Potentially, potentially. Well, Super Bowl, maybe Super Bowl and Heisman, about the same level. Hmm. With my final pick, I would like to take, you know, why not? Just keep it really unflashy. John Wooten. Good one. No love for Cordell. No love well, for Cordell. And I thought about drafting Cordell, but yeah, his, his NFL career just wasn't what it could have been. Just He wasn't quite the Steelers in the 70s. Speaking of the 70s, Jackson Hole opened up in March of 1977 and quickly became the place for watching sports. Almost 40 years later, Jackson's All-American Sports Grill is keeping the reputation alive. There's 65 and 70-inch TVs everywhere. The food is still amazing. And there's almost 30 beers on tap, including tabletops, which you can control at your own booth. Coming out of Jackson's All-American Sports Grill in Greenwood Village off Arapahoe and I-25, the original sports grill. Well, we've got one more draft to do here on the BSN Buffs Draft Podcast, and the all-name team draft is back, except it's the all-draft draft team because the they're, they're not name, the all draft name team draft yeah because they're not on teams yet 
Right. So the all-draft name team draft, <laughs> uh, where Ryan and I are going to look at a list of guys that have are eligible for the NFL draft, and we're going to pick our favorite names. Uh, I think we're going to do three picks for this one. Because you murdered me in these things anyways, I might as well just give you the first pick uh, of the uh, all-name team draft, or the all-draft name team draft. Yes. All right, well. On the BSM Buff Draft Podcast. Thank you. Uh, there's so thank many. Thank you for admitting a fact. <laughs> what? Thank you for admitting a fact. No, thank, thank you, f- you for giving me the draft, the first pick. Well, it's point- I think I've had the first pick in all of these. <laughs> so is that why you're winning? Should I get the first well, pick? Yeah, why don't you get the first okay. pick? Okay, I'll take the first pick then. Let's do it. Uh, team Shap. Uh, let's get Allie on Team Shap because uh, she's going to have to vote in this. So let's get her to vote for me. She's probably just going to be like, no, I can't believe you guys did this again. Um, At least we like <laughs> took advantage of the fact that she wasn't here. Like, we made the best out of it. <laughs> we did make the best out of it. Uh, well, I'm going to go with this one for my first pick of the – I'm not even going to say it again. Uh, the Demore – I'm going to take Demore Stringfellow. Ah, Stringfellow. Big fan of Demore Stringfellow, a solid football player. I have no idea. Oh, he's from Old Miss. He's 22 years old from Paris, California. <sighs> he went to Washington for a second. I just love this one. It's just like – it. It doesn't. It's just two words that make up a name, and that's corn elder. That's on my list too. I like that. Like it's just his. His name literally means rotten corn. His name sounds like he's like a like a philosophy professor at like Metro State, or probably at like CSU since they're all into agriculture and stuff. <laughs> like it boosted. Like it boosted his employment at CSU by like, like they're like we gotta employ this guy corn. Um, all right, next pick for you. All right, next pick for me, well, <clears throat> I mean, might as well stay on the food train here, or the food truck, if you will. <laughs> damn it. I'm going to take Taco Charlton out of Michigan, who also is actually a really good football player. That's a very hard name to say, Taco Charlton. I want to hear Chris Berman, Taco Charlton, stumbling, bumbling, rumbling, bumbling, taco. Um, well, I'm going to go with... I met a guy recently, by the way, whose who's name first name was Charlton. Not Carlton or Charles, <laughs> but Char- Charlton. Well, we can't decide on his name, so we're just going <laughs> to throw in the towel there. Uh, I'm going to go with a, with a guy who is a person and not an award that they give out in the NHL. Uh, I'm going to go with Cooper Cup. Is that... An NHL award? I have no idea. I honestly think it's a, it's a. There's a name of a like a rivalry trophy known as the Cooper Cup. Some someone has won a Cooper Cup at some point. Uh, so my next pick, I'm gonna go with. Uh, if you're a big Mario fan, this is a great pick. Uh, and also using the word, and also if you're trying to find synonyms of, and then that happened, or like, furthermore, thus browser. Thus, browser. Thus, browser. <laughs> that's another one that's just no. It's Tyus. It's spelled T H U S. No, T Y U S. Oh, I'm gonna copy and paste. I missed the Y. I think you're thinking of Tyus Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that that did not work. That is the most amazing strike of your dyslexia ever. You know, 
It's so thus browser. It's so thus browser. Thus browser. I was like, that sounds a lot like a name I've heard. Wait, do you mean Tyus Bowser? The defensive end out of Houston. Uh, so, yeah. I'm going to take the L there. It might cost me the all-name draft, too. Well, uh, you've got, you got one pick here. Staying, I'm going to just stay, stay with food, and uh, I'll take Jeremy Sprinkle, tight end Arkansas. Some uh, notables on the list that we didn't cover. Buda Baker, great one out of Washington. Juju Smith-Schuster out of USC. I was going to say Juju Beans. That could have been another eating. And another thing that you eat, Jake Butt. <laughs> and that wraps up the VSN Buffs podcast for this week. Thanks for tuning in, Jake Shapiro and Ryan Koningsberg. Uh, Christian Yelich really liked that joke, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>